Welcome. You've discovered the world it's ass. figured today we could probably talk about the uh, the rest of the time you guys were in Spain, and then maybe next time cover Morocco. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. That's just, good. just looking over the notes, it seems like a pretty good uh, Breaking. split right down the middle there. Okay. I don't have any notes. I feel ill-prepared. <laughs> <laughs> Chip, send the notes for Christ's sake. <laughs> Shit, yeah, I didn't mean to send it to you. Um, but um, oh, I'll wing it. Fine. You'll be fine. Actually, I need oh, yeah, it's all good. Right now, that or mention that. Hang on a second. Uh, 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 where are my notes? Jesus, am I the only one with notes here for crying hey, out loud? He's got notes. <laughs> here, I'll, re- I'll read them to you. You guys write them down. <laughs> yeah. Hang on, here it is. Okay, okay, I got it. So, actually, uh, Chris, uh, well, our last, last podcast was about Paris um, and the attacks in Paris. So, the one before that is the, where we left off as far as my travels. Um, God, I think I was in Madrid the first time. You were in Madrid, right, working working the last time we talked about Jeez, that was traveling. Yeah. Do you want to pick up from there? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, okay. So, see, I was in Madrid uh, doing the work away. Then I headed to Granada um, and uh, spent like three days in Granada um, and... Uh, I don't have notes on Granada. <laughs> I'm completely Damn lost. It. Uh, I'll just kind of get. That's okay. I mean, I'll get up to just, the point where where, uh, where Keith joined up. Just in that. Yeah. We'll start rolling. Yeah. It so, doesn't matter yeah. if there's a, a little bit of a hole in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Went to Granada a few days. Then uh, the last day in Granada, like I, I woke up like with a sore throat, like instantly. Um, mm-hmm. And then headed to Malaga for a couple of days, and I did, really didn't do much there because I was just I was sick, and like the cold turned into like a sinus infection, which was horrible. Um, and then, uh, from Malaga, I headed back to Madrid. Um, and, uh, that's when Keith flew in. Mm -hmm. Um, so met up with him. Uh, it was like Tuesday morning. This is like three weeks ago, I guess. Yeah. Three weeks ago. Yeah. About three weeks, a little more. Yeah. Um, so met Keith at the airport and then, um, we had to, we had a bunch of time to kill, uh, before we checked into the hostel. Um, so we just kind of roamed around Madrid. Well, we went to that park. Yeah, Retiro Park, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful park. Oh, and then the guy, the waiter at the cafe told us about the the rooftop. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was um, a rooftop, what was it, on top of a school or something? like? A, yeah, some art school yeah. or uh, top of the building in Madrid that you can see all of Madrid. It was a cafe up there. You could take a siesta up there. It had like little beds and stuff laid out. Nice. Yeah, it was really it was cool. a really cool place. That's- I thought it was funny when I got to the airport. Um, you know, Chip was said he was going to be late or whatever. He texted me and I was like, "All right, you know." He's like, "But you'll you'll have to go through passport control, so it'll take a while anyway." Mm-hmm. So I walk up, you know, going to the. Uh, uh, the, I guess the immigration guy and um, you know after the Paris attacks or whatever I was expecting like 
some questions. There was no lying whatsoever. I walked right up to the window. He just took my passport. He looked at me, didn't ask me any questions and said, all right, go ahead. And I just walked right in the country. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's pretty easy for me to get into Spain. Yeah, that's surprising. <laughs> yeah, because this was only a couple days later, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a few, like literally three days after. Yeah. So it's wow. kind of weird. Highlights of Madrid, um, uh, Conspiradores, right, Keith? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was where we ate a lot. That was uh, great food there. It's yeah. funny, whenever we found a spot in Spain that we liked, we uh, we certainly went back. More than <laughs> yeah, we just kept going back. <laughs> yeah, I think we were there. We were in Madrid for three days, and we went to this place three times, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we um, made sure we went, like, you know, the night we left, we were like, all right, let's go there again, you know. Yeah. But it was just a little hole in the wall, like, what, like four seats at the bar, um, mm-hmm. like two tables in the back. Like that was a very small little place. Yeah, in the back it looked like it, it was just like a closet that was turned into <laughs> yeah. <the> seat stuff. <laughs> was it like a kind of an old place? It was yeah, pretty old, yeah. Yeah, they had um, like there were signatures all over the wall dating, you know, into the 90s and stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of graffiti and, you know, people just signing their name and it's all um, like spain was all tapas i mean that's <laughs> pretty much all you can get uh but it, oh at that at conspiradores though uh amazing stuff man um, yeah the chorizo with the honey wine was that like, was the best the highlight there mm-hmm. um but you know in spain it's always like the uh the cheeses the the meats uh the toastas you know it's like che- cheese and toast or or like a pate olives mm-hmm. all the time which yeah. i didn't even know i liked olives until i went to spain and i love <laughs> olives now I'm, I'm the same exact way i never ate olives before and then like they get every time you go anywhere in spain there's a bowl of olives like set in front of you before anything else and so mm-hmm. i just started eating them and they were just amazing and i, I never eaten olives before now i eat them all the time <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's a, a lot of a lot of meats and cheeses and stuff um that, mm-hmm. uh, you know they're big on their their ham it's a huge thing uh, in Spain, mm. and I'm I'm a sucker for chorizo too. So like, I yeah. ate so much chorizo. Oh my god! Um, and it, it was funny in Madrid that like those guys. They, it was a local bar, obviously. I mean, but it was like just outside the like little tourist area. But like uh, those guys were like they were okay that Chip and I were going there all the time, but they didn't really care. They were just like, oh okay, these guys are back again, whatever, you know. So that was, yeah, I think that's probably the highlight of Madrid. I think a lot of our highlights, Chris, are going to be about food. That's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the rooftop was awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was chilled there for hours, you know, just, like, hanging out. I mean, I, I mm. like that about, like, when we were traveling, that we managed to, like, just chill and that we find a cool spot and we just hang out and relax, you know, and check it out. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people, when you, you know, when you travel, you're just sort of blasting through wherever you are to hit all the you know hit all the the important spots or whatever so right the opportunity to actually sit there and soak in the ambiances mm-hmm. um it's pretty cool yeah we did we did the tour stuff we went in the cathedral which was like super impressive like uh mm. it's uh you know it was interesting to be in the cathedral and, and see how big it was and i was like you know just it was like um i guess that's what churches did uh, or religion did back in the day to say, hey, look, we're powerful. You know, look how this big, amazing <laughs> structure. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. 
And it is impressive. You go in there and immediately you feel like, all right, well, I should be, you know, uh, more pious <laughs> and like start uh, praying and stuff. You know, it kind of incites that kind of feeling in you when you go into a place yeah. like. Yeah. Mission accomplished, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, the, cath- and, the cathedral in Madrid is pretty impressive. Um, the one in Granada, probably more so that we didn't go inside. Um, yeah, yeah. But from the outside, the cathedral, cathedral in Granada is just. Yeah, it's insanely huge. Like, yeah, just weird. It's crazy. Um, huge, like the architecture and like the detail. It was pretty remarkable too. It's like even hard to describe how immense and impressive it is. And it's interesting too in Granada because it's tucked in like a little hole. Like, there's no like unless you go to the Alhambra and look down at it, you can't really see how big it is from the street mm-hmm. because it's like the street is so tight. You're like when you walk next to it, you know, it's just a, a just it's just more buildings right next to you, you know. Right. Yeah, it's all right. like so much stuff is built around that cathedral in Granada. I mean, just like you know, more modern buildings. It just they, they, yeah. there was no space. There's no space around the cathedral. It's like right in the middle of everything, so you can't really step back and look at it. <laughs> I yeah. Think yeah. It, yeah. And actually, that may. Sorry, there's like a motorcycle going by. Uh, that may <laughs> um, that may add to how how. how uh, impressive it is or how how it looks like insanely huge because you can't really stand back and look at it you're like standing like in a small street like staring straight up at this huge cathedral you can't really step back and uh, i guess maybe that makes it look bigger i don't know yeah yeah but when you're in uh, alhambra and you look down at it you can certainly see how big it is i mean you you look down and you're like there it is man look at that thing you know and yeah we did the uh the tour for um, the Alhambra and, uh, which mm-hmm. is the old, uh, oh, well, so when we got to Granada, we did, uh, instead of doing a hostel there, we did, um, Airbnb. Um, mm-hmm. it's like a two bedroom apartment in the Albithene, which is the old Moorish neighborhood. Um, okay. which is, I, I think the coolest part of Granada. Uh, really, really cool neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of the best accommodations that we had, I think. Yeah. And, uh, so that neighborhood's like all like old, stone streets and alleys but like you cars can't go up because they're so small and uh steep and stepped and you know everything Mm -hmm. um so it's it's all you just you have to walk it um so it's actually really cool um you you really do feel like you kind of step back in time because the stuff's so old in that neighborhood um but yeah so that's where we stayed uh in granada and then did the um uh the alhambra unfortunately the weather was kind of shitty when we did it uh it's kind of rainy and gray and stuff, but uh, it's still mm-hmm. cool. Uh, I did it the first time when I was in Granada the first time, um, but uh, when when I, when Keith was there, I was like, "Well, you got to go see that." I mean, you kind of you can't really go to Granada and not go to the um, Alhambra. <laughs> uh-huh. No, no, yeah, it was. It's a staple yeah. there. It was, yeah. That's a really impressive place. Before that, though, we we were in that neighborhood. Um, you know, we went and I guess Chip had ate at this restaurant. So we went and ate at this restaurant and they give, you know, when you order a beer, they just give you food. And like, uh, it's interesting that they give away free food and it's so good. Yeah. Mm. Delicious. Yeah, that's the thing. Granada is, sorry, Keith. Uh, the Granada is, of course, tapas is a huge thing in Spain, but Granada is the one place in Spain where the tapas are actually free. You pay for the drink mm. and the food is free. So yeah. um, everywhere else in Spain, you you pay for the tapas, but um, Granada is like the one still like traditional place where it's, the tapas is free, like it's you know was originally. Um, but so we go to that restaurant and we're like, 
you know, we, we get a little buzz, you know, eating all that food and drinking and stuff. And then uh, so Chip's like, hey, man, when we go to that old neighborhood, Chip's like, hey, I, I got to find this like this uh, place where you can overlook Granada. And so we're like kind of buzzed walking around this neighborhood like for hours, you know, <laughs> trying to find this like vantage point that Chip knows of. It wasn't hours. It was, well, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was a long time, especially if you had a buzz or whatever. And uh, and uh, like we just get lost in this neighborhood, you know, but we we eventually find it. And like, uh, you know, there's other people there, too. It's kind of like a, like, I guess one of the things to do while you're in Granada is to find this like uh, this overlook and people chill out there. Like people were playing music and, you know, just uh, there was like a few little restaurants in this like little courtyard. And it uh, it, it overlooked the city uh, at night, which was I thought was a, uh, really a highlight of Granada, too. Yeah, as well as you know yeah that overlook is uh i was yeah i was actually kind of surprised i, I found it because <laughs> <laughs> i'd been there yeah i i you know one night when i was hanging out with a bunch of people the first time in granada like one of the girls we were with knew how to get there and she you know she led us and like you know it was like three in the morning we're sitting on this wall just overlooking the city and it's just like all lit up at night and it was just it was amazing and i that was a big uh, major like uh <clears throat> memory for me of Granada. And then when I was with Keith, I was like, we got to find this place. And I had no idea how to get there. And, uh, and the Albethine, this old Moorish neighborhood is, is, you know, it's like a labyrinth. I mean, you, right. you, it's, it's, it's big too. It, it's not a yeah. small neighborhood. It's a pretty large neighborhood. And it goes up a hill. So you're always like, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty steep. Um, but yeah, the, the roads and the alleyways are just windy and it's, it's, you can get lost. Um, but yeah, we managed to somehow uh, we stumbled across it <laughs> at some point. We we finally found the overlook. I was actually kind of surprised. I was like, oh, I actually I actually found it. And mind <laughs> you, like while we were in Spain, especially the majority of this, like Chip is still fighting this cold. Yeah. So he's been like a trooper the whole time, like you know, wanting to like at least chill and go to sleep. But I guess because I was there, he was like, no nah, man, we'll tough it out. And, like he's still <laughs> trying to go out and have a good time with me and stuff. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, sinus infection was. Pretty shitty. Um, just pour more alcohol on it, man. That's what yeah. I mean. That was my, uh, yeah. <laughs> I figured that he was, was trying pouring it on. <laughs> we, we actually joked about that. We were like, yeah, we got to drink more. He was like, well, I th I'm pretty sure that the alcohol is going to take care of it. He was like, yeah, just keep yeah. trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just got to keep trying. Yeah. yeah. Direct application right to it. <laughs> <laughs> it start pouring it up my nose. <laughs> So yeah, that was uh, that was Granada, um, and then let's see. After Granada, we headed to Nerja. Nerja uh, is a um, this like little beach town in southern mm -hmm. Spain. Um, really like a resort town. I mean, I guess in the summer, it's I'm sure it's like just insanely crowded and yeah. Uh, but we were there, of course, in uh, November. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Extreme. You probably missed it by a few weeks, not yeah. long, but a few weeks. It was I mean, still a lot of tourists in Granada and Madrid and stuff, yeah. you know. And it wasn't like super cold, but it was, you know, and during the day it was nice, and then at night it got kind of cold. But, uh, you know, we went out at night and the streets were just dead. I mean, like empty, yeah. like a ghost town. Mm. Um, you know, we found it was a lot of expats and like retired people. It was like yeah. just <laughs> a lot of old, old white people, old people community, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah, a lot of old white people there. Um, and, 
But we found a couple of places where there was a little bit going on, but it was yeah, it was definitely the off season. That's um, on the Mediterranean. Uh, Coast of the Mediterranean. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and it was um, it was certainly slow, but I, I guess we took that as an opportunity to like, all right, well, we were just going to relax, so and we like yeah. relax at the beach. Like that was our mm-hmm. like uh, like slow down a little bit and take in. Like the sunsets were like unbelievable Amazing. there, the best sunsets mm-hmm. I've ever seen, really. And uh, we made a point to, you know, try to go take pictures of the sunset, and we just chilled on the beach. I actually went swimming one day. The water was probably about <laughs> sixty degrees or just over sixty degrees. So I was like, no, I, I'm here. I'm gonna jump in. And so I just jumped yeah. in quick, and then uh, we just chilled on the beach. I did not. Sw- <coughs> I did not <laughs> swim. I was like, screw that. No, no, no. crazy key. You crazy. Uh-huh. And then we, uh, we uh, you know, we walk, walking around, we uh, again, we found like this really cool hole in the wall. I think, what was it called? Vino and Tapas or something? Uh, Vinolito. Yeah, Vinolito. Yeah. So that was another another great place to ran by this like little woman uh, named Carmen who only spoke Spanish. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and she did everything. We, everything. Yeah. Yeah. She she was, you know, it was her bar. She went, you know, she Cooked the, the food, in there, order, yeah. she served the drinks, you know. Yeah, and it was just amazing, uh, amazing stuff. It was delicious. Just randomly, randomly stumble into these places. Well, or somebody- yeah, we do. Um, so of course we there, we stumble into some places. And we're like, oh, this is crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. right. But we, I think we we hit more than we missed um, on this trip for sure. Um, but uh, Vinolito, like we 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 go into a couple different places there and there. How the first night, and then on our way back to, we were doing an Airbnb there too. Um, on the way back, this place was actually in the same apartment complex as the place we were staying. It was like in the, on the ground floor, but around the corner. So it was in the same building, but not in the complex. It's kind of weird how it was, but so it was on the way back to our apartment that we're like, Oh, what is this place? And we looked in and we're like, Oh, let's, you know, we'll get one more drink and a little more food. And, you know, before we call it a night. Um, mm-hmm. that's, so that's how we found that place. It was actually like right under, <laughs> right under us the whole time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, amazing food. And it, again, it was one of those little, little places where three seats at the bar, maybe two or three tables. Um, some outside seating too. A yeah. Little a little bit. bit outside seating. Yeah. Um, it was funny. We met a, uh, we met a Spanish guy there who, who had lived in, uh, he's from Madrid, but he lived in, uh, Nerja for 17 years. This guy named Pepe. And he was like, he was so drunk. He was, yeah, he was wasted, and uh, but yet he was able to focus enough to speak English to us <laughs> in, in very like complex like conversations, and I was just like really impressed. I was like, wow, he's drunk, carrying on a conversation in English. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's some pretty in depth material. You know, it's funny. He probably doesn't even speak English when he's sober. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, we see him walking down the street during the day. He's completely sober, and we're like, "Hey, Pepe." He's like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was Nerha, and yeah, I think the big thing of Nerha was yeah, Vinolito, that that place we we ate there probably three times before we left Nerha, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, the sunsets were just freaking amazing. Uh, yeah, we met your friends too. Uh, that you, you uh, yeah, Chris. Uh, Chris. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I met this guy, this Australian Chris, um, in Granada. And um, he ended up uh, being in Nerha the same time we were. Um, so I hit him up, and then yeah, we met him for uh, some drinks uh, and tapas one night. 
Um, and he'd been in Nerha for, cause like when I left, he left Granada before I did and he went back to Nerha cause he'd already been there and liked it so much. But, uh, so he left the f- day before I left Granada and was in Nerha and then he'd been there the whole time <laughs> until Keith and I got there. Um, he's, he's been spending a lot of time there. Yeah. Um, and he told us about, uh, the Nerha caves. Like, oh, uh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot all about the caves. Jeez. How- yeah. Yeah. We went, we went, um, we took a, a bus up to the, where the caves were and, uh, they were like, uh, you know, um, like caverns, you know, it was a super old cave and apparently humans, uh, lived there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it had a really interesting history as far as like, uh, humans over like 20,000 years ago started, you know, they moved in there and inhabited it up until 4,000 years ago. And there's like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, old drawings inside of like, uh, yeah. oh, wow. animals and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it was a nice, like little highlight too of the tour, you know, to go up there. And then we hiked back down the mountain into town, which was a long hike, but it was a good hike. Yeah. Yeah. The caves, uh, they're insanely huge and just, oh, it was, it was crazy. Um, and, and the, the, the part of the caves that they let you into, is just like a fraction of yeah. the whole underground network of these caves. Like the rest of it's closed off to the public. Yeah. I was wondering about accessibility when you mentioned that. Yeah. So it's yeah. just a f- small fraction of what you see, but it's, yeah, mm-hmm. man, I, yeah, I can't believe I forgot all about the caves. Jeez. Um, we didn't, we didn't mention the hike in Madrid either, but that's all right. Oh yeah. Um, we chilled a lot, but we managed to fit a lot in. I mean, it was like 10 cities, you mm-hmm. know, in two, two countries and two continents, you know, while I was with you. Yeah. And every mode of transportation you could think of, but yeah, in Madrid yeah. we uh, we took a train out to uh, town. What was that? What was that city called? Cercedilla. Uh, Cercedilla, that's right. And um, and we we you know hiked all the way to where the the trails were, and uh, you know Camino Camino de Agua is the, Agua, the yeah, it was trail, trail that we did. But it was nice to get outside because a lot of my travels have been in major metropolitan areas. So right. it, was, it was nice to like, which I love, but like, it's nice to get out into nature and kind of get away from the city for a while. Um, so that hike, uh, that day in Certhadia was, um, it was definitely a good, uh, retreat for me. Uh, yeah, it was just, you know, it wasn't like a big hike. I don't, I can't remember how long the path was, but we, we probably got about five miles, maybe six, seven miles in. Yeah. And yeah, it's like an hour train ride. North. Just if you're counting walking from the train up to the path, and down the path, the path you know. down through the city, like the the path actually literally takes you to the city that Sursadia, through the town, mm-hmm. you know, back to the train station. So yeah, so it was good to yeah, good to kind of get out in nature. It was funny. We were we were walking, and uh, I remember we we got to a part where we entered a gate, and we're like, wow, that's weird. I wonder why there's a gate here. <laughs> and so we're like, we're walking, and like. You know, I, I had been having like respiratory issues and um, I started having them again. And then like along the path, like I just like all of a sudden it went away. Like I was like, wow, that's awesome. I needed this hike. And so we get to like uh, uh, we're going. And the next thing I know, we, we look up the hill or I remember we stopped at one place and just chilled and like kind of meditated for a second. This beautiful overlook. There's like a little uh, boulder that like we climbed up on and like chilled. And I noticed that uh, when walking around there, there were like footprints and like, you know, <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, what's so, there's some animal here, you know? And I, I brought it up to Chip and was like, hey, there's like, you know, some bear or something around, you know? He's like, oh, that's weird. And so we go to leave uh, or to continue down the path and we look up the hill and there's this bull 
Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Like just walking around grazing on the mountain. And we're like, oh, maybe that's why the gate is there. There's a gate gate there. Like it's really, we're walking like on this path next to this bull. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was kind of weird to look up and see that. Um, And, uh, and then, so we walk further and there's another gate. Yeah. We, we, you know, exit the gate and then uh, we, we exit the gate and then like we look back and there's a sign on the gate that says, please keep gate closed. And it's got a picture of the bull. <laughs> so, yeah, there's two gates. It's somebody's pet that, that one, just lives on the mountain. Yeah. yeah, to keep that one bull in, the, <laughs> in there. It's really weird. Uh, but anyways, yeah, so uh, Madrid, uh, Granada, Nerja. Uh, yeah, next stop, Sevilla. Okay. Um, so yeah, from, uh, so back to Nerja, um, it was, yeah, it was kind of laid back and then we headed to, uh, Sevilla. Yeah. Long bus ride, whatever. It was like, uh, five hours or so from Nerja. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> view was cool. Um, much more, uh, touristy than, um, mm-hmm. than I thought yeah. it would be. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of weird. I don't, I, for some reason I just didn't expect that. And then. Yeah, we get there, and we're staying at a hostel uh, that's right there in the the main area, you know, like right near the the cathedral. And um, uh, I can't remember the, uh, what what else we were around, but <clears throat> we were like right in the heart of it, and yeah, just super touristy. Mm-hmm. Um, still cool, but um, you know, I like it's a beautiful there. city. I mean, I, I like the city. You know, it is touristy. There are Starbucks and stuff around. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, horse God. ride carriages and stuff, <laughs> you know, going around. Yeah. The cathedral is still very beautiful. Uh, that was like the centerpiece of that square that we were in uh, was the mm-hmm. cathedral. We wanted to go in, but it just cost a lot of money, you know, uh, as opposed to the cathedral in Spain uh, or in Madrid mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you could just make a donation and go in and hang out. And this one cost like 10 euro or something. Yeah, to go in. Yeah. It probably had a day that was free, but we weren't going to be there on the day that was free. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting. Hmm. Uh, but it, you know, there's an interesting rumor that I guess some body parts of Christopher Columbus or something's buried, you know, in that cathedral or something like that. <laughs> Just some body parts. And yeah, yeah, like you know, there's like somebody, you know, we went on like a little tour walk or whatever. Uh-huh. And, yeah, the walking tour. We did a walking yeah. tour. That's right. We did a walking tour of Sevilla. Yeah. And the guy, I brought it up, and he was like, "Oh yeah, well, you know, everybody claims to have." you know, Christopher Columbus, you know, and buried in their place. But he's like, yeah, there might be, he's like, it's a rumor is, you know, I wouldn't take it as fact. There's portions of it. Well, so, yeah, yeah. He, he mentioned something about his feet. Yeah. Know, maybe feet. I think his feet are in the cathedral in, uh, in Sevilla. Why would you do that? Why would you cut that? That's so weird. But apparently, no, apparently like his son is definitely there, I think. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. His son is definitely buried or, or entombed or whatever. In, uh, un- what the fuck did he ever do? <laughs> <laughs> he never lived up to his dad. <laughs> yeah. He what was just a barber. Discover, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so apparently I think they did DNA tests or something, and they're like, yeah, it's definitely his son, but this mm-hmm. other body or this other remains, we're not sure if it's actually Christopher Columbus or I don't know. There's a lot of... It's just one of those things that I think like adds to the tourism of it. You know, people yeah, are like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. check it out. And, 
but it's still a great place, you know, it's still um, a beautiful city. There's a, a canal that runs to the river that is Sevilla. And, uh, you know, one of the days we went out, um, these women, you know, uh, asked us to take a picture of them. And we were like, hey, you want to hang out with us? And so we, uh, they joined us, you know, and walked around the city and like showed us around to a part of Sevilla. We probably wouldn't have seen that was across the river uh, had we not bumped into them. Yeah, Triana. Uh, yeah, so the, these two girls, uh, Luna and Maria, uh, Luna was actually, she's only been living in Sevilla for like uh, three months, or maybe mm-hmm. not even that, And uh, but she knew a, a lot about the city. Um, and uh, she, I guess she had taken a tour of, the, of Triana, which is like the old gypsy quarter. Mm-hmm. And um, so, she, yeah, she ended up kind of being like a a tour guide for us yeah. that, that whole afternoon, like just walked us through and told us, I mean, gave us all kinds of information about that, about that section of the city. Um, so that was really cool. Um, and so that, yeah, it's the old gypsy quarter, but now of course it's kind of like the, the new hip place. <laughs> so mm-hmm. unfor- you know, unfortunately the gypsies have been pushed even further out of town and you know, um, there's a whole nother section of town that, you know, nobody wants it's to go a little to touristy. Yeah. Um, mm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's kind of like the the new hipster place, <laughs> but it used, yeah. to, used to be the old Gypsy Quarter. Um, oh, oh, so a uh, note about the the walking tour back when we did the walking tour. Um, mm-hmm. uh, there was like everybody in the walking tour was American, <laughs> pretty much. Just about there's, yeah. There's one, one Australian, I think, like, or guy from was he from New Zealand or it was a New Zealand cat and then uh, oh and then Chile. Yeah, Mauricio. Yeah, he was from Chile. But like, there were so many Americans. Like, I I met more Americans on that one walking tour in Sevilla than I had met in my whole time traveling. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't run into that many Americans. You run into a ton of Australians because they just mm-hmm. travel all the time. And that's, you know, nine times out of ten, you meet a fellow traveler, they're going to be from Australia. Um, <laughs> but very, very few Americans, just because. Um, you know, for Australians, it's in their culture that like you finish school and you go travel before you you know settle down and get a career and all that. Uh, yeah, right. Not so much for Americans. You know, it's go to school, get a degree, go straight to a job, work for yeah, yeah. years, retire, be too old to do anything, and then die. So, like, <laughs> good lord, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the American philosophy, according to Chip. <laughs> get a job, work until you're broken, and then die. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, but, you know, it's just, I feel like in our culture, it's not encouraged to, like, just go out and see the world, you know? Um, well, I certainly, in my case, like, I, you know, th- th- this trip was kind of enlightening in the fact that, like, in so many other cultures, especially European cultures, that it's encouraged to travel before you start your school or, you know, right as soon as you finish school, you know, to go visit and, and explore and just, you know, do things before you start your career or job or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, and I just yeah, I, I feel that's not really encouraged over in the U.S. But um, so that it seems like people are kind of encouraged to travel around the U.S. more than anything, but not outside. Which I mean, yeah, yeah and I may, it makes some sense, I guess, logistically to right. you know, there's a big fat ocean between us and the you know in Europe, whereas people in Europe yeah, true travel yeah, all over Europe. They can sure. as as yeah. easily as we can reach another state, they can reach another country and culture. Right, true, right. True. Um, but I, I take your point. I mean, I think you're right. I think it's less it's less emphasized, yes. you know, that you go out and see other cultures necessarily. And, and the same thing. I've always talked about the language thing. You know, like it's just mm-hmm. encouraged to learn anything other than English because why do you need it? You know, like right. Yeah. 
Um, so, but, um, so I think it's the same type of thing, but anyway, so that being said, like, yeah, uh, I don't run into a lot of Americans every once in a while I meet one. Um, but, uh, yeah, at that walking tour in Sevilla, it was like, it was like seven or eight or nine of us. And I'm just like, this is more than I met the whole freaking time. Yeah. It was really, it was really bizarre. I don't know why, how that probably just the tourist nature of that place. Like you said, Maybe. you know, yeah, yeah. What were there? I mean, was it like a, a wide swath of ages or? generally the same age or? uh well on the walking we, tour or you mean in, yeah it's uh, on the walking tour and it was like all people around our age uh, you know yeah mm-hmm. except for there was a family you know there was like uh you know two young yeah. kids and then you know of course some parents that were mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. a, a hair older than i am you know yeah mm-hmm. but yeah i'd say the ages you know it's like um early 20s to mid 30s mo- most people okay yeah yeah the majority of we people that we met in hostels are kids I mean, smart kids, you know, I have, you know, really well put together kids, except for, you know, later on, we, you know, run into some kids that are like just silly, but yeah, yeah, for the most part, really intelligent, like really well put together, like kids, man, 21 years old, 23, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, Um, and, uh, you know, occasionally we found some people that were our age, you know, but uh, mostly kids, man, yeah. Yeah, usually like... um early to mid twenties, a lot, a lot, at least the hostels. Yeah. The people we yeah, know yeah. are at that age. Uh, and again, and again, that's because it's, um, yeah, because of the, like if, if they're Australian, it's like at, right after university, that's when you go. So that's about the age, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Well, what else? We went. We, one night, Chip was like extremely hungry, and uh, yeah, Chip Chip can get hangry if he wants to. And so we, Not if I want. It just happens. Yeah, we we decided like, hey, let's go out later. You know what I mean? We'll get some uh, and try to get yes. out later. And, stuff. and so we go. We're walking around the city, and we see like these clubs. We're like, hey, look, these look really interesting. Like the first time we see like actual like late night clubs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But we can't go because we're starving, you know. So we're like, we're just trying to find a place to eat. So we walk around forever, and um, we we finally got a place that's like not closing down. Like a lot of places were closed, and while right. we're looking around, we find, we find this uh, weird structure. You know, we I'm like this part of town that we had no idea. We were like, wow, this is a crazy part of town, and uh, we see this big structure. And then uh, we we find a place to get chips some food. And then when we meet those girls, they tell us what that structure is. It's the seta. It's like uh, the mushroom. So I guess the structure is like looks like a mushroom. Mm-hmm. And so one of the last days in Sevilla, we you know we go to that mushroom, and you could go to the top of it and overlook the city. And it's again we, you know, a good place, a good vantage point to kind of see uh, Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which what was, was it exactly? It's uh, it just. It's just a giant um, wooden structure, uh, and I think they, they they claim that it's like the world's largest all wooden structure or something. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's like in this, you know, it's just kind of like this. It's kind of like abstract art, um, uh, but it's kind of kind of looks like a giant mushroom or a couple mushrooms. Okay. Uh, just kind of the general shape of it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's like uh, some restaurants in it, and then uh, or some cafes or whatever. Yeah, like and, a mall in it or something. Yeah, and then you you take an elevator up to the top, and you you there's like a walkway up top on the top of this structure, and you just yeah. it's a yeah yeah it's just a good way to to look at the city. Um, 
But yeah, it's called uh, La Seta or the mushroom. And we were we were in. Um, That's not the Sevilla. official. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Sorry. We were in Sevilla for Thanksgiving. So okay. yeah, the walking tour actually was on Thanksgiving. So after the walking tour, we actually you know we went to this one uh, restaurant that was recommended to us called uh, Brunhildas. Yeah, La Brunhilda. Mm-hmm. Brunhilda. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was really, really delicious food. So we had a pretty good Thanksgiving, uh, you know, I guess lunch at there. Thanksgiving tapas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was delicious. It was really good, just like the pilgrims. What? And then uh, they, uh, one interesting thing too is that the Spanish adopted Black Friday. Like, so we were walking around yeah. the next day, and like, you know, they weren't <laughs> acting crazy like Americans do. You know, <laughs> they beat up children and taking stuff from them, you know, in the in the Walmart or nothing. But there's like, you know, a lot of people out shopping and stuff, you know. And uh, I just thought it was interesting that they have adopted that, even though they don't, you know, they don't have the holiday, they have the Black Friday, you know, that follows. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it was strange. Hmm. Um, and so, but that day we saw a place to eat. And this is where it was our last night there. And so while we were walking around, we I was like, hey, this place is going to be good. And so we went in and we uh, we had lunch at this uh, one restaurant. And I can't remember the name of this restaurant. I can't either. But it was the but, thing is, Chris, like we like I say, we were pretty lucky with food the whole time. Like we, we, mm-hmm. we just tended to stumble across a lot of great places. Uh, but in Sevilla, it felt like because we were in such a touristy area, like a lot of the places we'd like, oh, let's, you know, let's get some food here. It just wasn't that good, and no. except for Brunhilde. Well, Brunhilde, but like, that was out. That was way out. We had to walk quite a ways mm-hmm. uh, to get to Brunhilde, and and that was through a suggestion from a girl I had met in Granada, and I told her eventually I was going to be hit in Sevilla. And she's like, "Well, you've got to go to this place." So it, that was recommended to us, and it was amazing, like very yeah. high end tapas, but it wasn't that expensive, um, and it was just amazing. But it, again, that was we we had to hike a ways out of the, like the touristy area to find this place. Mm-hmm. So that that was the exception, but most of the places we'd ate in Sevilla were kind of crappy, and then, you know, uh, yes, yeah, last like day literally right down the street from our hostel too. <laughs> yeah, like like, like right out the block. door, really. You know, one block from our hostel. The thing is, we always went the other direction out of our hostel when we went to explore the city. We never went the other way, and oh, yeah. if we go on the other way one block, we would have found this place earlier. <laughs> Right. So anyways, uh, proceed, uh, Keith. No, I was just saying we went in there for lunch and, you know, immediately like I kind of you could just sense that it was going to be good, you know. And again, well, there was a woman there. Um, I'm trying to remember her name, but she was uh, it was you, obviously it was her place. She ran it. She was cooking. She was doing everything. She didn't speak English. And uh, and we get our food and it was like it was delicious. I felt like in Spain, I was like Anthony Bourdain, like, you know, finding like all this great food and just picking stuff on the menu and trying it. And it was all delicious, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like really local, like good tapas, you know, that's the way to do it, I guess. And um, and it was so good that we were like, hey, uh, we went back for dinner. And like they saw us, and they were like, "Hey, so yeah. this out!" And like, like us up. three hours later, three hours. Yeah, later, yeah. Went back. Why not? Yeah, it was. It's the, good. Was shit. Yeah. Um, and like she, you know, we uh, we got into a conversation with the owner as best as we could because we didn't share the language. But it was like one of those things where you we knew without words, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Right. We were very fond of each other, and we were happy to have like 
shared that moment. We she hugged us and stuff, and like invited us uh, the next day for free free food, but we didn't really have a chance to do that. Yeah, we were leaving. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just a cool, you know, cool experience to to meet her and you know communicate with her the way we did, and and uh, you know just share a good part of it. that was like a highlight of Sabia as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, with leaving Sevilla, so this is the thing: is like there was a bit we were able to find and transport everywhere we needed to by bus. But in Sevilla, to leave Sevilla to go to Tarifa, where we wanted to catch the ferry to go to Morocco, there was no bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chip, you know, finds uh, the blah blah car, and like you know, and there's no trips down to Tarifa yet. But finally, I guess. Uh, you know, somebody puts a trip up that Chip finds. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so Chris, um, I don't know if you know what blah blah car is, but um, nope. I don't think they have it in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a website. Um, you sign up, set up a profile, um, and you can search for people who are driving from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's a pay, you know you pay for it, but it's uh, it's like a ride share. But uh, yeah, oh, it is a ride share. Okay. Um, yeah. And yeah, you can search for a specific date and a you know specific uh, point A to point B, and you can set up like email alerts. So if somebody puts up a trip, like hey, I'm going from Sevilla to Tarifa, you'll get mm-hmm. an email, and then you can you know log on, look at the the person's profile. You know, it's the same thing like Couchsurfer, where there's re- you know you review the person that you've uh, taken a ride with, um, yeah. and and they review you, and so it's kind of peer reviewed kind of thing. Um, but anyway, so uh, I finally got an alert that uh, <clears throat> somebody was uh, going to be going from Sevilla to Tarifa. Um, he was actually coming from Lisbon uh-huh. and then a stop in Sevilla and then from Sevilla, Sevilla to Tarifa. So um, we we got a ride with him. I think it cost maybe nine bucks a piece for a seat. Oh, that's nice. um, he had two free seats and I was like, perfect. And uh, yeah, I think it was like nine or ten bucks. Um, <clears throat> and um so we're waiting for him, like, and Chip at this point, his card uh, ran out, his SIM, SIM card. card, as far as yeah. So oh, okay, we we're, we meet him at the bus station, and we're like stealing Wi-Fi from the buses to be able to communicate <laughs> to Pedro. Yeah, so um, yeah, so like uh, when I went to Spain, I was like, well, I'm gonna be in Spain for you know at least uh, two weeks, you know, 14, 15 days. I'm gonna buy a SIM card; it'll be worth it, uh, which I didn't do in London or Paris or anything, but. Um, yeah, and it's it's crazy because I had planned on being there. I was like, yeah, a month long SIM card will be fine. And here we are, the like thirtieth day, like that I'm in Spain. And I'm like, how? I, just, I don't know. It just turned out to be like I spent a month in Spain. It just happened. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the last day that we're there and waiting for the ride with uh, this guy from Blah Blah Car, that's when my card is like, well, you're done. <laughs> so yeah. I, I instantly had to, you know, was unconnected, and I was like, oh shit, of all times. Um, so yeah, we, the, the pickup point was the bus station. Um, and, um, you know, you communicate through the blah, blah car app and, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, so I was like, well, we need to find Wi-Fi. And since we'd taken the buses, like, uh, Keith was saying, we've taken buses so much. We, we were taking mm-hmm. Alsa, um, is the company that we use mm-hmm. most of the time in Spain. Um, the, the buses actually have Wi-Fi on them. Yeah, the like, buses in Spain do. Yeah, yeah. and nice. um, so we, since we'd taken it, we'd already gotten the password. So we w- we went into the bus station, and like would sit on a park uh, on a bench, 
very close to one of the ALSA buses and just tapped mm. into the Wi-Fi. <laughs> so, yeah. So we could communicate with uh, Pedro. Was the, the Why not? And, um, but yeah. Um, so, so we're waiting for Pedro, you know, this, uh, the blah, blah car. And he, he said he's going to be late and we're like, Oh man, like this is crazy. We don't, you know, our, our accommodations that are in, you know, Tarifa this is the only ride that we can get to Tarifa. And he's, you know, he's late. And uh, I, I guess I was more worried about it than Chip was as far as like him being late or whatever. But mm-hmm. and, and, what time uh, of day was that? What kind uh, of time 6 p.m. Yeah, 6 p.m. was the original <clears throat> pickup time. Okay. Um, and he he t- he'd uh, messaged me earlier and said, "Hey, man, you know, uh, hit some traffic. You know, it's it's going to be a little later. I think 6:30 mm-hmm. was the next time." And then then he hit me up later. He's like, "Yeah, it's more like a little after seven. And yeah, we was hitting traffic, and it was Friday, I think. It so was Friday, it was like, yeah. yeah. Oh no, Saturday. It was Saturday, actually. So." And, um, and so Chip was like, yeah, so what, what, you know, what's your car look like? What are we looking for? You know, when you pull up and he's like, oh, you'll know, you'll see it. (laughs) (laughs) It's always reassuring. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you, you, you'll be able to tell. And so we're, you know, we're, we're looking and, uh, you know, we see it. It's this camper van, man. And like, uh, Mm -hmm. it's a big green camper van pulls up and I'm like, well, that's gotta be him, you know? Yeah. And uh, we go to him, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Chip, you know, and Pedro, and you know, we 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 hop in, and he's got like surfboards and like wetsuits hanging up in his thing, and like a, a rocking chair, you know." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're like, "All right, this is the ride," you know. And Pedro is like this guy who's like full of energy. He's like, "Hey, man, what's up?" You know, and like. Uh, <laughs> Turns out, and it, it was a lot of uh, instances like this throughout the trip. It turns out that Pedro also is in the business and kind of shoots things like uh, that Chip and I had worked on, like uh, he's, he's a filmmaker. And, yeah, yeah, he's a filmmaker from uh, Portugal. Yeah, and so he's like very enthusiastic, and he's talking to us, and he's like uh, talking about filming and telling us ideas and telling us about Portugal. I mean, he must have talked. The whole two and a half, three oh, yeah. hour step down. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, we had great conversations with him, man. He's yeah. a really cool guy. Um, but yeah, it's funny how you just stumble across people like like that, you know, like a filmmaker from, from Lisbon, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, and we just happened to catch a ride with him, you know, it's, it was kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, well, he, he took us down, you know, he took us to Tarifa and he apparently – you know, he's got a girlfriend there. He kind of lives there now. Um, he lives in his in his camper van, in that van. That yeah, he, his camper he lives there. <laughs> he lives in that van. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, he's a windsurfer, so I guess windsurfing is real big. And the reason why he was actually going down there to Tarifa anyway was not only does his girlfriend live there, but the wind's supposed to be really, really good. But uh, our plan was to go to Morocco, and he's like, well, the ferry might not run if it's too windy, you know, but mm. just keep an eye on that. We're like, all right, well, we'll stay an extra night in Tarifa if we have to or whatever. So we get to, you know, Tarifa, and uh, we could see Morocco. You know, we could look across the strait, and we see oh, the Moroccan cool. lights of Tangier, and we're like, ah, oh, there mm. it is. It's crazy, you know. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, we we go check into our hostel, and uh, we 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 know we tell Pedro that we'll meet him later. We'll see him, you know, at a restaurant he recommends for us. And so uh, we we go over to Medina, and uh, Tarifa is really really small. Uh, yeah, it, it's a it very, like 
it was a resort town, but not resort town like uh, Nerha was. It was a little bit more low key, probably again still really busy and a lot of tourists and stuff there. But uh, it's not as like it's not know. it's not as uh, as much of it's not resorty as you know. Nerha, yeah. right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, one cool thing about Tarifa too, uh, Pedro told us a lot about it on the ride down too. Uh, Tarifa, it, there's a huge section of like beach, but they've, uh, you know, there's, they, it's protected. So they they can't build hotels or they can't yeah. build anything on it. So it's like all you know, like kind of like a, a nature preserve, but preserve, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of that part of Tarifa is like, uh, yeah, it's not built up, um, which is kind of nice. Uh, but yeah, there's the old, there's still the old part of uh, the town, like the old Medina, you know, the walled up, uh, old town. That's so. kind of like the, the trend in Morocco is right. Like yeah, kind of style. So Tarif, I guess, has, uh, that style there, you know? Mm-hmm. So we go out to, you know, that part of town or whatever, we go inside and we try to find, uh, his, uh, the restaurant Pedro had recommended for us. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's closed. And then, uh, but then we see Pedro like at a cash machine. Like, <laughs> yeah, we just happened to <laughs> stumble into him. And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, hey guys. He's like, actually, I'm glad I saw you because he's like, the place I told you is closed. And um, yeah, it, it, you know, it, Tarifa is a very small town. So, I, you know, but yeah, okay. it was kind of funny that we, we just stumbled into him like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then he's like, well, I know another place. And yeah, he took us to another place. We got some some drinks and some tapas. Oh, man, we grew up there. I mean, like we got a lot of food. Yeah, we ordered way too much. And it was delicious, too. <laughs> it was like amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, um, yeah, so we stayed in a hostel that night. And then, uh, you know, we talked to the guy at the hostel. Uh, we're like, hey, you know, um, because we, we could buy the ferry tickets through the hostel, but um, he the, the guy said the same thing as, as Pedro. He's like, um, he's like, it might not be running tomorrow because the wind is blowing so bad. So um, he, I was like, he's like, just check with us in the morning. We can let you know. So, um, yeah, at that point, we were just like, crap, are we going to be stuck in Tarifa and not, <laughs> not be able to get to Morocco? So I think we were okay yeah. with it, though. We were all right. Yeah, with yeah, because that was the thing. It was like, a cool town, you know? We were like, well, maybe it won't be so bad because uh, – Everybody's telling us Tarifa's awesome, and we're like, well, we didn't even plan on seeing Tarifa, but, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so we're like, all right, well, we'll go to sleep and wake up in the morning and see if we're going to head to Morocco or not. You can find us online at www.chipjohnsonfilm.com. Click the tab for The World It's Ass. We are also available on iTunes. Just search for us there. We'd greatly appreciate if you subscribed, rated, and reviewed us. You can reach us via email at twiapodcast at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us comments, complaints, concerns, and constructive criticism. Our theme music, Fuzzboxer, performed for us by the lovely Sarah Gregory. We'll be back, hopefully, in two weeks with more stories of the world it's ass. Can you say bye? Bye. Get a job, work until you're broken, and then die.